0: Happy Labor Day. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. I am Katie. I am here with my lovely co-host, Daniel. Thanks for joining I us I do today. consider
1: myself lovely. That's You're the first so word that comes to mind. Back at you, sister. Why, thank you. People listening might actually think we're brother and sister now because we have the same last name.
0: That's Although true. I really
1: don't think anyone listening is looking into that in any way whatsoever. So now they can think about it. But hello to you and happy Labor Day.
0: Happy Labor Day. A well, day of labor. Um, all right. So let's, let's wow. jump right in. I'm not going to try any segues or anything like that. We'll just jump right into the topic because it is the beginning of September and we want to get a little bit more focused or a lot more focused in our business after we've gone through the summer. Um, Because not only do we tend to take a bit of time off, I think all of our clients do as well. So we've kind of adjusted to a bit more of a slowness and the market has slowed down too. Um, So a lot has contributed to a more slow pace the last few months, but it is September and we need to get back into it regardless of the market. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about our own each top three ways to establish and get you more focused this fall.
1: I'm curious. I'm curious if either of our three, I I have a feeling neither of our three is going to overlap. Initially, I thought they were going to be the exact same thing, but I'm actually kind of happy that we might've come at this from different directions, which is good.
0: Well, we did because the focus part, I wasn't, um, I, I didn't take into consideration the focus aspect as much as just the things to do. So I mean, we might have a couple things that are similar.
1: This is going to be interesting because I'm going to be the fluffy one, I think, on this particular episode. I'm all about fluff. But this is really, I guess, in the end, going to be the six things you can do to keep your focus going into the year, but maybe not. We'll keep score. We'll go back and forth. I don't have mine necessarily in any particular order of priority. Um, There might be a little bit of a chronological order to them, maybe, but ultimately... We could spin a wheel and i could pick any of my three and we can go at it i don't know if you're the same but that being said do you want to kick us off with not necessarily the number one most important but one of the three things that people should be doing right now and for the balance of the year to keep their focus and their voices because mine's disappearing
0: All right. So mine are very activity-based because I believe that is what is going to be required in order for us to have a good business over the next few months. I think, honestly, activity-wise in terms of the market, it is going to be slow. Um, We're recording this before the next Bank of Canada announcement, which is happening on September the 6th. So I'm not sure if interest rates are going to go up again. And if they do, uh, I think we're going to be into a more of a slowdown. I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I think we've got to wrap our heads around the fact that that's the market we're operating in and we're operating our business within. So as a result, we've got to up the level of activity that we've got going on. So number one, and this is something I've repeated many times before, is just the daily contacts that you're having with not only your database, but with new people as well. And that can take different forms, whether it's in person, online, whatever it is, but three reach outs, conversations every single day and making sure you're tracking those and adding those into your database. That is my number one or my first, not my number
1: one. Well, hey, it could be the number one. It was the first, which makes it the number one. Um, It goes without saying that is an always, always thing that proper grammar it's an always thing that needs to be happening in, in your business uh and i don't i can't even imagine a world where you're not doing this even when things are going well right this is what drives your business to go well and whether busy not busy or otherwise there's always a way to continue the contact building the database building the relationship building um so i agree it's not one of my three which is good so people are getting at a minimum four and we're going to keep that counter going. Um, my number one thing, again, in no particular order, is kind of, I, I guess it's more of a mindset thing than anything else, but it is going back to the way that we do our annual planning. You need to have clarity on what your goal is. So my number one thing is, especially as the market is changing and maybe as you've been Uh, not necessarily going the same route that you had planned nine months ago or 12 months ago um, in advance of not expecting it to be a downward spiral of prices and demand and an upward spiral of interest rates Um, doesn't necessarily mean rejig the goal you have, but it does mean remind yourself, write down and be aware of what you're working towards, whether that be financial, whether that be lifestyle or otherwise, All those things that we will be talking again as we go into next year, um, whether it's short term or long term, be aware of what the goal is and why you're doing what you're doing and make it very clear and tangible in the short term what you're trying to achieve. So that as you develop your focus and get your head back in the game after the summer, there's a reason you're doing it that makes it really clear what you should be doing as well. Mm -hmm. That's my number one.
0: So I'm gonna piggyback off that a little bit. I've actually changed one of my ones because as I'm thinking and as you were talking and as I was saying before.
1: I feel like that's um, against the rules.
0: No, it's not. There's no I'm rules.
1: Joking. This'll be this'll be one A for you or two no, A.
0: No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lose one of mine because I think this is more important than another one that I was gonna say. Oh,
1: no. Stay tuned for the end of the episode where Katie still unveils what the one that was deleted was.
0: No, I think... Okay. So this one is really identifying the activity you need to produce on a daily basis. And it's working backwards from, as you said, your goal. And I think understanding, looking at what you've produced so far this year, like everybody usually has some sort of a GCI goal or something in mind that they want to have by the end of the year, number of transactions, whatever it is. So take stock of what you've done so far, and determine what you need to do for the remainder of this year. We've got th- three, four. <laughs> what? I'm like,
1: what is it? How are we? When is the year end? Is
0: there four months at the end of the year? Yeah. So I, we've got four months know. to go. We're in, we're well into, well, not well into, but we're, we're heading into uh, four more months left to go. And so we need to figure out, okay, if by the end of the year, we want to do two more transactions for you, what does that mean in terms of the number of appointments you need to be going on, a number of buyer consults, number of listing appointments. And from that point, okay, how many do you usually get out of the gate? If you're meeting with a seller, are you usually a hundred percent? Most likely not. So You know, is it 75% of the time you're getting that listing if you do the appointment, then, you know, kind of work from there and figure out how many conversations and contacts you need to be making every single day in order to get you to that result. Now, I know it's not an exact science. You're not going to be able to determine, especially if you haven't been tracking to date, how your activity relates to your production, Um, But it's an important step to take in your business so that you're really becoming clear, as you said, on the daily activities you need to be doing in order to accomplish that goal. I really think it's about activity over the next several months, four months to be exact, (laughs) until the end of the year.
1: You've, You've managed to say four months and several months a lot of different ways. People are aware now there are four months left. You've got a quarter and a bit to go. I, and I, you, you know can what it is off the holidays?
0: You know how I think about it? I just think the next quarter or the ne- like the fourth quarter for some reason I think a new quarter starts in September because it always feels like it's, What
1: I think the first half of school feels like the last quarter of the year. The second yeah, half of Yeah, that's how school I always think like about it.
0: I mean, it's the, the last summers, third it's of like the thirds. year. Let's put it that like, way. Yeah. It's the last yeah. third of the year.
1: The year's more in thirds. I don't know why people operate in quarters. We're real we're real, we're independent contractors, right? Like we don't have well, I, we don't we don't have like orderly kpis and all that stuff like we just have our business to me thirds i wouldn't mind revolutionizing the way we break down the year as a real estate industry and calling it thirds t1 t2 and t3 because honestly we're living real lives here as family people and as people who <laughs> you're laughing at family people that's maybe mm-hmm. the wrong way to put it but you know what I mean? Like a lot of us have kids or whatever, or we just operate on a kind of summer, even if you talk in markets, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. don't hear as much spring, winter, fall, and summer. I hear spring, fall, and summer as the markets. And fall yeah. kind of blends into winter on the front end and spring blends in from the back end. But ultimately, September, December, January to April, and May to August are the three tiers of what my business looks like as it relates to my life outside of the business.
0: Yeah. and Even I would, the I way would, we
1: plan our activities.
0: And I would also say like December is kind of that planning month where it's like you're looking ahead to what you're going to produce in, in the following year. So that's why I'm also thinking really the last three months of the year from a activity perspective to really getting to your goal is September, October, November. So-
1: I agree. However, I agree with you. And I've told this story before where I used to work when we used to business plan uh, for the Argos. It was the planning was scheduled for October for the year ahead. We yeah. didn't get the plan done until January or February for the year that had already started. <laughs> and so best laid plans, December is a time where you're not as busy and that's where you're ironing things out. But I would challenge everybody, including ourselves, to make sure this planning for next year is starting before December and December's more a month of ironing it out and making sure everything's laid out so you can enjoy your holidays, but also hit the ground running at the beginning of January, but to each their own because there might be someone out there who thinks the year should be in fifths or something else who knows um, so I'm. Happy, not happy that you changed your second step because you kind of took my second step by pivoting there. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Um, Well, I mean, it is what it is. Um, But my- Would you like my my fourth? (laughs) Well, that's why it's going to have to be part of this now because the listeners are feeling cheated, I think. They came here. Well, they came here expecting three, not knowing we'd each have our own three. So I guess you're welcome, everybody. (laughs) But um, the number two that I had was really, if we're going to give it a a name, I would call it clarity. The first one was clarity around your goals. This would be clarity around the steps you need to get there, which is pretty much what you were just saying, that I didn't focus as much. And I do agree with you that auditing how you've done your work to this point is a really important way to determine what the steps should be going forward. But you need to have beyond just I'm going to call five people a week or whatever it is. What are the things, plural, you're needing to commit to that are going to get you to that goal? Um, And this is, again, following that mentality of breaking down big things into smaller pieces. Now's the time again to break everything down into the stuff that... Uh, not, not the stuff that's needed to get there, but the stuff that you're excited to do, the stuff that you know you're going to commit to. And when you start any new strategy or you revitalize something, and especially if you're coming out of a summer and a market that's not feeling like you're super motivated, you need the stuff that's going to motivate you and make you excited to do it. So this, none of this is ever an exercise in, oh shit, I've got to make phone calls, or oh my God, I don't want a door knock, or I can't deal with printing this or whatever, again, if you need to regroup and understand what gets you excited about the business, do that first and identify those things that you're going to do that marry your excitement and the type of person you are. We talk about the sales archetypes in the past, Um, you know, what type of a salesperson are you? What type of a job makes you excited and build in the tasks um, in a way that is consistent and repeated that are going to lead to your goals. So that is the number two for me is make sure you've got those things clearly laid out, not just for this week, but for the balance of the third of the year in front of you and seen. Sweet. Now is your number three still intact or are we going to another
0: one? No, I'm going to stick with what I've written down here. Um, So, number two, or yeah, two. Number three is three, right? You've already done two. Oh, correct. Wow, we've gone so fast, just flying by. All right. Number three is um, offering or doing for your past clients um, an annual or a quarterly equity review of their property. Um, this is a really valuable takeaway for those individuals. It gives you a great uh, contact um, and way to contact your your past clients in a way that's very valuable and um, can also produce potentially referral business. Um, by offering you, uh, that service or that equity review to other people that they might know um, could could find some help in that. And right now with the market the way it is, it's good to have a check-in in terms of where people are at from an equity or value perspective on their home. And, um, and yeah, I think it's a good extra activity to add to your daily routine where you're reaching out to somebody in a way that is valuable.
1: Agree more would agree less, but I couldn't agree more. No, I'm, I'm kidding. That was, uh, I think, a perfect example of something people should be doing. I, I don't have much to add to that.
0: And if people aren't like are kind of like, what the hell are you talking about, equity review or quarterly review or whatever it is. Um, you're just basically taking like a, a specific snapshot of their particular area, not necessarily like if they live in Toronto in the East End, you're looking at all the freeholds that's sold in that area. You're taking a very specific look at their immediate neighborhood, what is sold, giving them more of an analysis of of where their value is at, um, and at the same time, welcoming them to reach out to you or set up a time to chat further about where they're at. Like, it's just so much, um, there's so many options there for you to be able to have further conversations with either them or somebody else they might know that is looking um, for similar information. So I just think there's a lot in there that can be really helpful for you to um, develop more contacts, to strengthen the contacts you have, and ultimately um, build build, build up your business.
1: I mean, this is a, it's the home, the free home evaluation on steroids that people don't need to ask for mm-hmm. is what it is, right? Yeah. It's information almost everybody would like. Most of them don't think to ask for it. Many of them won't necessarily be at that stage in their real estate life, but it maintains contact. It keeps you on top of what your client's properties and, and areas are doing, which is really important. Mm-hmm and keeps you top of mind and like you said if it's not going to potentially build conversation around business from that individual it will definitely build conversation around potentially getting you referrals and other contacts to build your pipeline as well so it is the ultimate example of a value add that people didn't know they needed specifically related to your business and your expertise which is really the nice thing right so it goes beyond value adds like bringing a gift once every third of the year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, this is a gift, but it's something that has actual use to them and it ties directly into what you do. So great. That would be your number three. We'll keep your number four, 3A on deck for the big finale. You might not want to say it anymore because I've big-upped it way too much. But um, my number three is speaking to accountability, which is something that's really important. Um, we can tell you all the things in the world that are good ideas. We can talk about knowing your goals, knowing what you need to do, give you tangible things to do. You can have a list in front of you, but if you're not sticking to it, which is the cornerstone of focus, it's kind of a waste of time and ultimately will put you in an even worse headspace than it was before. So my number three is having a clear accountability program for yourself. And what that is, um, could look number of different ways it could be self-guided although i think my recommendation and what we've learned along the way is having somebody or some people alongside you to do the same thing and to be reciprocal with each other to keep each other accountable an accountability buddy if you will a team a mentor your broker whatever it is um where the word program is kind of deliberate in that this is something that isn't just going to be when I need it, someone's going to ask me whether I'm sticking to what I'm doing, but it's more about a scheduled and clear, uh, here's how we're going to talk about what's happening ahead and what's happened just now, where we're at, what we're planning, how it's going, and how we're going to keep on doing it. Right. So you might have a very clear schedule and clear tasks you want to do, But if nobody's following up with you and you're not following up with them about whether or not they've stuck to it and how it's gone, it's very easy, as everybody has learned over the course of time, to fall off of these plans that you've got, especially when things don't go exactly as you laid them out in your head, and they never do. So uh, if you don't already have colleagues or people in your network who you can do this with, think it through, find someone Work within your brokerage to see who you can set this up with. Cause I guarantee you, there are several people, if not everybody, who could use this and probably would benefit from it as much or more than you can. So build yourself a program. It can look however you want it to look, but the cornerstones to it are looking back on what's been done, looking ahead at what's planned to come and talking it through. And that's it. And just making sure that because it's continuous, the next time you meet up, the next time you talk, you're repeating the process, but you're moving forward all those tasks a week or however long it is where you now say, okay, here's what we said we'd do, how to go? Okay, what's on tap for next week? Great. Good luck. I'm here if you need me. You've got someone as you're working through it to bounce ideas off of who understands what you're going through. So this is, this is the value of a mentor or a coach. But if you don't have one of those and you're not in the mood to take on one of those, at least at a minimum have an accountability partner that you can work it through it with. And that is my number three.
0: Like it. And it doesn't even have to be somebody in the real estate business. If you just need the accountability, that's um that's all that's all that really matters.
1: But it can't be your like, I love my your dog. Mom. <sighs> yeah. Your mom. Okay, well, I went straight to pet, but <laughs> yeah. it's It's got to be someone who's going to understand, add value. And ultimately, when it is someone who you're reciprocating to, I feel each person has a greater sense of ownership over the other person as well. And, and, and uh, you want people to be your cheerleaders, and you want to be other people's cheerleaders. It's always better collaboration over competition. Um, but to your point, it doesn't need to be somebody who is in the same field as you. It doesn't even need to be somebody who needs accountability at work. Like, but when you're both talking things through and it's not one-sided, that's, I guess, more the the buddy's mentality versus a mentor or a coach is not necessarily there for you to ask them what they're doing, right? Like they're there. That's a one-sided thing where their job is to keep you accountable
0: right. and to
1: give you ideas. Um, so either yeah. way, you just definitely need to make sure you've got that outlet um, to be keeping an eye on what you're doing and keep you motivated
0: and yeah. accountable. And and I think it's not only support, which is obviously very important, but also somebody that will question you when you don't, aren't doing what you said you were going to do. And like, what's up, what's happening, like kind of put the fire under your butt to keep you going because it's, it's a tough thing to do, but that's ultimately what, People need sometimes is that kick in the ass to to keep going or to say okay you're not don't bullshit me you know right. you're not well, doing and, and, what you said you were gonna do
1: and feedback slash tough love when what you're doing really clearly doesn't seem to be supporting yeah. your goals or doing yeah. anything useful right so just because your tasks for the week were eat three bags of chips and go to a baseball game you know yeah i can keep you accountable to that but that's probably not going to get you more business if that's what the goal was if the goal was raise my cholesterol and enjoy a sporting event then you've succeeded with flying (laughs) colors cool so i've done my three you've done your pseudo three have we big up this other one too much that it's not worth mentioning
0: (laughs) Um, I mean, I can mention it. It's it's not nothing too much to elaborate on, but it just goes back to activity um in an automated way um, through either a monthly newsletter or establishing some sort of a drip campaign for a set of of your, your clients or your past clients in your database. Maybe you have a larger group of first-time home buyers. Um, tenants, whatever it is, like what sort of automation can you put in place that keeps you in contact with those individuals more than you would if you were personally reaching out to each and every one of them. So um, I think in the slower times, it's obviously you want to up the activity, but it's also an opportunity potentially to work on your business in terms of the systems and the automations. And so I think this sort of a thing would Bridge nicely between the activity as well as the systems that you're building for yourself.
1: I'm happy we included it. The world you would have been doing the world a disservice by not mentioning that. But yeah, I think automation. It goes without saying, it builds efficiency for yourself. It frees up time over time to be able to do more things, have more real life contact with people. But it allows you to stay top of mind with more people more often without doing the hardcore work constantly
0: yeah
1: um so the sooner you can institute whatever systems that, that you can to take on those repetitive um or repeatable items in your business that should always be a goal and it will uh, it will inherently allow you to focus more on other things because yeah. you're not constantly spinning your wheels on doing the same mundane stuff over and over again
0: Cool.
1: Love it. All All right. right. Well, everybody enjoy your final third of the year. We will still be here every week dropping that sweet science. And yeah, I got nothing to everybody who's a parent. I guess if it's your first time, your kids in school, you're nervous, but also relieved. If your kid's been going to school, happy end of summer Ooh. Maybe you'll shed a single tear. I don't know that I will. I think I'm going to shed a single tear of we made it and I'm happy they're all back in school. And I can't wait to see them after school and until bedtime. And that's all on a day. basis. I can't basis. wait
0: for them to get sick the second day of school.
1: I can't wait for them <laughs> to get sick. I am looking forward to a year of no strikes. And I hope I didn't just jinx it. But I, just I think we're going to have wood. a... Knock it on Knock on that wood. What was that? The, oh, the knock knocking on wood. that wood. Knocking on that wood. I will. I'm pretty sure this is imitation wood that I'm sitting at right now.
0: All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye.